Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sheila Shoiga and welcome to Ready to Be Real Conversations, the podcast series where I chat to people of all walks of life. Some names you'll recognise, others you might not. But my hope is that these conversations will at times inspire, challenge, educate, comfort or simply entertain you. In this episode, I speak to trailblazing entrepreneur Marissa Carter. You know, I was talking to my husband about it, Ronan there, um, last night saying, oh, you know, I'm doing my first interview in, in three years and I'm really nervous yeah, and, yeah. and uh, you know, I don't know what I can say and what I can't say. And he, he just said to me, you know, just be honest. You're human and it's upsetting and it's traumatic and it's, you know, it's been awful. There have been some really, really hard days. And... And just just be honest about that, and and you know, and people will understand. Like no one's going to expect you to go on there and and be like, oh yeah, everything's great and it's all fabulous and yeah, you know, it's been oh, it's been the hardest couple of years of my life trying to trying to find a resolution. Marissa lives in Dublin with her husband Ronan and their kids Charlie who's 10 and Isabel who's 7 and their much loved dog Cherry. Her brand Coco Brown was born 10 years ago this month and like all successful entrepreneurs she's not afraid of taking chances. The past few years have been particularly challenging for her professionally and in this conversation she tells us about her upbringing and how she became the businesswoman she is today, the women who helped her along the way, meeting Kim Kardashian and conflict. She's a homebird who loves gardening and she's also a great laugh to be around. Here it is. Back in 2019, this podcast kicked off and I had a list of people 
that I wanted to talk to, you know, and you were very much in that list. Aww. It's taken me a long time to finally ask you to be a guest, but I'm delighted that you were so accommodating. Oh, I'm delighted to be here. Well, this is my first interview in three years. Is it? Yeah. 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 Wow. And you've had a lot going on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Before we get to all of that, let's go back. Um, because I remember one night when you were actually on the Late Late and you were speaking about your your backstory. And I always knew you were really impressive. I always <laughs> knew you was such a lovely warmth about you. And sure, I used to go to Carter Beauty and Black Rock. I My used to, salon. Your yeah. salon. I used to go in and get the nails done and the brows done and all that. Um, but hearing, you know, I suppose your childhood, where you, where you came from, was even more impressive because oh. you're the eldest of eight kids. Eight, yeah. Eldest of eight. Uh, my mum was 17 when she had me. Uh, my dad was 18. And um, so they were very much babies. Yeah. When, when I came along, big surprise for everybody. And um, I suppose, you know, back in the 80s, it, it, they were smack bang in the middle of a big recession. And yeah. um, my parents were lucky to be uh, to get a house and um, to be given a house by the council um, in Whitechurch in Rathfarnham. And that's where I grew up. And um, yeah, so I, I mean, being the eldest of eight of eight kids has definitely shaped um, who I am and in a, in a fa- you know, in a, in a really good way. And um, I've, I've always loved being, um, I've always loved being the eldest, you know, being the second mammy in the house and, uh, and that kind of role, that leadership role um, in my family is something that I think has helped me in my leadership roles in my own businesses for sure. Yeah. And I think we forget sometimes, like, I know you're younger than me. <laughs> not too much. No, yeah, no. But you are. A couple I, of years. Yeah. I'm, I'm 39. But you're not even 40 yet. And look what you've <laughs> achieved in your life. You know, so you, you know, you have done an awful lot and from a young age. So let's, let's now move into when you decided on, on, on beauty as a career and how that happened. Yeah. So it didn't, it didn't happen. I didn't leave, you know, finish my leaving search um, and go straight into beauty um, I went to DIT Anger Street and did management and marketing with French, um, a, a degree course there. And after my f- after first year, at, sorry, at the end of first year, I failed. I think it was four out of my seven end of year exams, and I got a big shock because I'd always done really, really well in school. My right. parents placed a huge emphasis on education. And, um, you know, I went to Clóisdísegón, the Irish school there in Booterstown. And, you, you know, everyone there seems to just do really well. Like they get really good leaving cert results and everyone goes on to, you know, we had our 20 year uh, school reunion there a couple of weeks ago and everyone's doing oh, really you? well. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I mean, everybody would have known what you were doing. Was it mad to see people that maybe you hadn't seen since your school days? Yeah, it was. It really was. Yeah. But um, I, I, we all, I just thought everyone looked the same. But it was great to see so many people doing really well and being really happy. Um, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. lovely. Um, but yeah, so when I failed, when I failed those exams, it was a big shock to me. Um, I, 
I don't know why I was shocked because I never went, I never went to any of the classes, I never went to any of the lectures. No, I absolutely had a hoolie. I mean, when I went yeah. like, ra- you know, I didn't have rag week. I'm pretty sure I had rag year. And yeah, yeah. I think I had, do you know what I think happened? I think I'd had such a strict um, upbringing. You know, my my mom and dad were really strict. I mean, really strict now, Sheila. Like, okay. Very, very What are we talking? No, I literally wasn't allowed to do anything. Like anything, any freedom I had was was ill-gotten. You know, it was, it it, it wasn't approved of in any way, shape or form. Um, And so when I moved out of home and I went to college, I went wild. (laughs) I was like, you know, let loose. Yeah. And of course, then I paid the price and I failed all my exams at the end, at the end of first year of college. But I, I, I remember saying, right, I'm going to take a year out because I'm just not ready. You know, I'm just not ready to hunker yeah. down. And I got a job working as a receptionist in a beauty college at the bottom of Grafton Street, the Galligan Beauty Group. And while I was working there, um, I asked the two principals, listen, is there any chance that I could take the nighttime, the part-time beauty therapy course? Um, I know the class is full, you know, there's 14 students in a class and I know the class is full, but is there any chance I can squeeze in as the 15th student? Um, only problem is I don't have the money to pay for it, Mm-mm. pay for the course. And I, I think, you know, it's a couple of grand. And they said they agreed. They let me in on it. So for the first time, but Brilliant. definitely not the last, nowhere near the last time, I would owe a great deal um, of success of my success to the generosity of other women. So, um, you know, to this day, I still I'm in, still in contact with Lorraine and Karina Galligan and those principals of the college. And, you know, they were huge, huge influence on me. And I know, I uh, see it's what I, what is lovely about about you as well is that I know that because you had those opportunities and because you were brave enough to ask and then they saw perhaps potential and gave you an opportunity or simply maybe just liked you, you now are somebody who does pay it forward. You're big into being a mentor for people and helping when you can, which I suppose if you never lose sight of that, that's good because I suppose that's the wheels of karma kind of working, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I for a couple of years and I haven't in in recent years, but um, oh, I'm I'm getting back involved now in going for growth, um, this year. But yeah, for a couple of years, I was a a mentor voluntarily, um, on the going for growth program with Paula Fitzsimons, where, um, I was leading eight entrepreneurs in their in their journey. Yeah, for a couple of years, and that was just oh, it was amazing. And again, it's lovely to to stay in contact you know we have our our whatsapp groups we stay in contact and keep each other going and mm. just that network of support is is really important um yeah i mean you, you do, i do try like i you know there's i'm i'm trying to teach my daughter actually i've a, i've a 4 year old or 5 oh my god oh my god she's going to kill me she's 7 in my <laughs> in my head she's 4 <laughs> Oh, I wish she was four. I don't want her to grow up. She's seven, but I'm trying to teach my seven-year-old daughter that it's okay to say no. Mm. You know, mm. it's it's. Yeah. She really feels things. You know, like she came home there um, on Friday and she said to me, "Oh, mom, 
Um, it's really sad. You know, there's a little girl in her class and she's, she's sitting at another table and uh, mom knows no one will help her with the work and and she, they're getting annoyed with her because she keeps asking everybody to help her she can't do the work and I said oh you know well what does the teacher say mom the teacher always says ask your ask your buddy first you know who the, the person you're sitting beside ask them for help first and then ask okay. the teacher but mom she's too afraid to ask the teacher now I'm sure if the teacher heard this she'd be saying ask me ask yeah, me that's what I'm here for um and, you know, my little girl, Bibi, I call her, even though her name is Isabel, she said, but mom, no one's helping her. And they're getting annoyed because she's asking for help all the time. And I was saying to her, well, you know, you have to understand that it, 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 it might could be annoying you know it could be difficult for the people that are sitting beside her because they're trying to get their work done, sweetheart. So you have to understand where they're coming from as well. Yeah. It's okay, you know, you might not always be able to help yeah. everyone. Now, I'm trying to teach her that because I know that her natural instinct is to want to be there and help mm. everybody. And, and and that sometimes is to her detriment, you know. I'm trying to teach her yeah, it's gotcha. okay to sometimes not have it, not be able yeah. to give enough of yourself. Mm. to everyone and and that's a lesson I think I'm trying to teach her because I've probably learned you know in the last couple of years I've learned it myself that there is there is a limit as well to how much energy um you know you have as as a human being and sometimes you have to you have to limit yeah you have to limit the amount the amount of yourself that's available we're after skipping forward but let's deal with it now for the moment because I know that you know, even with your, your social media, I, I, I love your Instagram accounts. Your reels are really funny. I love your content on, you know, be it gardening or interiors or whatever it is as well, alongside, you know, the beauty um, content that you that you obviously share, which is great. But you did take a break. You did take a break from social. And, and I know that from listening to you before, you felt maybe an obligation to engage in all the messages that you got. But I suppose, you know, there are only so many hours in the day. There are only so many hours in the day and I think as a creative person, as, as I, I need, um, I need to daydream and I need to potter and I need to, um, you know, flit around. I need, you know, I, I need to be peaceful and quiet and have solitude and regenerate on my own that's Mm. that's you know some people get energy from being around others yeah and that rejuvenates them whereas what rejuvenates me is definitely much more solitude and Mm. and just peace and quiet and no noise and and maybe maybe that comes from being you, you know growing up in such a loud okay, and, vi- yeah. and vivacious and so much energy I mean I have five brothers yeah um and you know and and I've, I have two sisters but like even one of my sisters for the first 10 years of her life she was asking Santa Claus for a willy <laughs> how masculine our our house was you know Sorry. I was not expecting you Sorry. to say that <laughs> that is so funny 
Oh, bless. But, but that's how much testosterone was, was yeah. in, in that house, <laughs> you know? Um, so, Were you a tomboy growing up then? I don't know. I, I think I... I think I'm probably... No, look, I mean, I'm very feminine. I am very so feminine. So you're always person. very girly. I was always very girly. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah, yeah. But that said, um, I, I do know that I'm made of tough stuff yeah, you know yeah. and, and and maybe part of that is part of that as well is that I you know I grew up in an area that you kind of needed to be pretty street smart you know you knew what corners you couldn't you know you shouldn't walk past you knew that there was a high you know level of crime you, you know you saw the guardie coming into the estate on the daily nearly and yeah you know, you just, it, it wasn't always safe. You know, there were plenty of times where, um, you know, you might get beaten up just going to the shop and, and you kind of, you know, you get, you get a bit tough. And Mm. I went to, like, you know, the school that I went to, I was known as like my friends used to laugh and slag me and call me, um, you know, call me all sorts of names that I wouldn't actually repeat now because I'd probably get in trouble. Um, but, but, but at home I was known as the Pasho. And right. then, and then in school it was the opposite. So I didn't really fit in perfectly in school because okay. I was a little bit rough around the edges. Right. Um, and tougher than, tougher than most of the other people in the class, even though I was absolutely the smallest by an extraordinary <laughs> mile. Um, but yeah, then at home I was, I was, didn't quite fit in either posh because up. I was posh, too posh. I was too posh for where I lived and I was <laughs> too much of a, you know, whatever to, to fit in perfectly at school. But that did make me, um, that did make me, you know, quite resilient and quite, yeah. and quite tough. And, um, it's, it actually stood, stood to me when I started playing basketball in school because, um, I was, absolutely fierce compared to the other girls on the team because they you know they'd never probably never been in a scrap okay <laughs> you know whereas like I'd had the head boxed off me from a very young age out, out on the road so I was yeah I, I learned to be tough so yeah 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 probably so even though you wouldn't maybe physically not naturally no. you wouldn't think it'd be suited to basketball no <laughs> But Basically, yes. don't come at me, Sheila. I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I suppose as well, because of that, it it, it gave you that, um, I suppose, the guts to ask, can I can I do this course? You know, somebody else might have felt too shy or too uncomfortable to ask, but you were like, no, I see an opportunity here. And all they can, I suppose, maybe I'm, I'm wondering, was it a case of, well, all they can say is no? Yeah, I mean... I think I faced, I think I faced the sort of shame of not, not having, you know, all the, all the things that, you know, my friends in school had the, like, just even as an example, um, in fourth year, you know, all, all my friends went off and, and went on the trips. Like, you know, they went to Strasbourg or, or yeah, it was, it was Strasbourg in, in Germany or France, wherever it is. And, yeah. and I didn't go. And the only reason I didn't go was because my parents couldn't afford to send me. Yeah. Um, and 
oh, that was hard. You know, that was tough. It was tough missing out on those things. And you're that age, what age are you then? You're probably like 15. 15. Yeah, that's yeah. tough. Yeah, yeah all my friends are heading off. But you kind of just had to, you kind of just had to get on with it, you know? You, you did just have to get on with it. So I think by the time I, by the time I, I was, you know, 19, I was kind of, you know, I was kind of over that shame. I was like, well, if I, you know, I'm going to have to ask if I, if I want to do this course, the only way I'm going to be able to, to, to do it is if they let me do it and, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. don't charge me for it. And yeah, you kind of just. You go for it. You go for it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, how many times have we heard the most amazing speakers, you know, motivational speakers who will have similar stories to tell where maybe they didn't you know, they didn't come from money or they, you know, opportunity didn't come their way or they had obstacles to overcome because it, what does it build? The word you already used, resilience. Yeah. And, you know, you're a grafter. <laughs> You've had that in you, haven't you? Yeah. To yeah. just work, work hard for it. Yeah. Um, and, and I suppose as well have a belief that, you know, I'm going to do this. Yeah. Deluded some say. <laughs> <laughs> But clearly There's not. There's a fine because, line. <laughs> because you brought it to reality. Um, so anyway, so you did this course and what? Was, it, was there something about this went, ah, this is where yeah. I'm meant to be. Okay. Yeah. Mm. I just. Uh, Good luck just, to those failed exams. Yeah. This is where I'm meant to be Yeah. The, I just, I mean, the, the, the passion that I felt for it and the, the thirst and the hunger I had to be the best, you know, at, yeah. at, at yeah, to, I mean, I, absolutely aced my exams. I think I was one of three students in the whole college. I think there was 150 students in total and there were three of us that got, uh, you know, over 90% in all 13 modules and I was one of them. And, you know, the college asked me then, would I, would I um, be, would I come back as a, you know, an assistant to the tutor? Oh, right. yeah, so I ended up working in the college during the day for another two years and then working alongside um, the head tutor, Annette, um, teaching the class with her, the beauty class with her. And that was amazing. But I knew I wasn't going to stay too long. You know, I was there to learn. I was there to to pick up as much knowledge and experience as I could. But then I wanted, oh my God, I wanted out that door just to start my own thing. Yeah. You know, I wanted, I wanted my own business and I saved two and a half thousand uh, euro. And I went, I um, asked Bank of Ireland for a loan yeah. for two and a half thousand. So with five grand in total, I had enough money to take out a lease above a hair salon um, and start what was Carter Beauty Salon for eight years. Yeah. Wow. And yeah, because like I would imagine starting your own business while we might have dreams and desires to do it, actually making it a reality is a different thing. So, you know, there were other elements of you may have learned a lot through your beauty training, but I would imagine the business side, was that something that you learned as you went? Yeah. And probably quite badly as well. You know, it didn't like, again, there is, (laughs) I know that my, my biggest strength is also sometimes my biggest weakness. I'm well aware of this. 
Right. And it's the confidence that I don't, okay, I don't know how to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> and I'm going to be really, really good at it. I'm, in fact, I'm going to be the best and I'll be well able. Now, my mom always said to me, Marissa, you're well able. If I yeah. said to her, I can't do it. You're well able. Mm. She drilled that into me. But so much so that if something doesn't work out, I am shocked. Okay. And I mean right. shocked to the core. Like it it took me three attempts to pass my driving test. And I genuinely each time was so sure <laughs> I was going to go and I was going to pass that test. No bother. No bother. No, it doesn't work like that. And I thought, you know what? I am going to do my own accounts. Okay. I do. What do I was a straight A math student. What do I need a bookkeeper for? Right. Well, <laughs> seven years later, darling, you're going to learn that the revenue actually you made loads of mistakes. Oh, you are about to have your first. You're a month away from having your first child. And you owe us, little Missy, an absolute fortune oh. because you did your own bookkeeping and you did not do a good job of it. You made loads of mistakes and here's your revenue bill. Oh, mother of God. So what? Before Charlie was born? Yeah. Oh, you poor thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so overconfidence, you know, is... is, is I can imagine it, the stress you, Sometimes you pay a price. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm, jo- I'm joking about it now, <laughs> but actually, no, in all honesty, I'm sure Sheila, at the time it wasn't fun. It wasn't fun. It really oh, wasn't. Yeah. I genuinely thought, <sighs> wonder what the crack is with having a baby in prison. Like, <laughs> Stop. I did though. I really was thinking, oh, God, oh this, yeah. I'm never going to be able to pay this revenue bill. Oh God, love you. Right. Yeah. And 10 years ago was the beginning of, of Coco Brown. Brown as well. Yeah. So, right, so it was all happening at the one time. Yeah. You were starting off this yeah. new brand. Yeah. Well, well, I got the revenue bill. I got the revenue bill, I think, in and around the time of my birthday. So I got the revenue bill in, say, the February of 2012. Charlie was born in March 2012 and Coco Brown launched November. Yeah. So was was Coco Brown, uh, you know, in 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 the planning stages mm-hmm. when revenue came knocking? No, no. It came after? It came after, yeah. And was that a driver? Was that a, okay, so I've learned a big lesson here. What am I going to do now? Um, No, not really. I saw an opportunity. So, okay. um, I mean, I always told myself, you never, ever know what's around the corner. Mm. Hang in guaranteed. there. Hang in there. You never know what's around the corner. And that, that, you know, to this day, that still sometimes is, what gets me out of bed in the morning, I think, okay, you just never know. But um, Charlie was born. He was about three weeks old. And I was, I think, I think, you know, I think I've told you this story before, but I was um, feeding him. And I woke up the next morning and he was covered in fake tan. The poor child. And I remember thinking two things. Oh my, how am I going to hide this from Ronan? And then the other thing was, oh, there has to be a better way. This this tan, this spray tan thing is just a nightmare. I have to do something about this. Now, if you rewind a little bit, I don't believe any story is linear. So we do have to rewind a little bit. Yeah. 
in 2007, I had gone to Philadelphia to study a cosmetic chemistry and skin histology course. And when I went, it was with the intention of, right, when I get back to Ireland, I'm going to create my own skincare line. Yeah. That's what I thought. And then the recession hit in 2009 and that was, you know, the end mm. of that. Mm. Um, so I kind of had that in the back of my head the whole time. Um, I had been dealing with a tanning manufacturer for my spray tan solution for the salon. Um, so the connection was there, but I didn't know anything about retail. I didn't know anything about dealing with the distributor. Definitely didn't know anything about dealing with investors. Um, but I knew that I had a customer because I, you know, my salon was doing really well and, and spray tan was the most popular treatment in my salon. Um, I knew my craft. So I had, that was my starting point. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and so Coco Brown one hour tan, um, was a formula and still is a formula that rather than having to leave it on your skin for eight hours or overnight, you would be able to put it on, leave it on for an hour, wash off the the bits of tan that were going to go all over your baby or all over your sheets. And then it would continue to develop. Yeah. So it would develop even though you'd had your shower and you'd cleaned off all the, all the, anything that was going to muck up the place. And, um, and having that point of difference then, you know, no one knew what a one hour tan was. It was just See, the market is not true. Yeah. The market now is full of, of fake tan brands. Yeah. But when Coco Brown came on the scene, it was revolutionary. It was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it the, really was. It, it was a game changer. It was a game changer. And, we, you know, I look back now and I think, wow, Coco Brown launched into pennies in the first six months of of being on the market. Yeah. So the the first order was 20, 25,000 bottles. That sold out in nine weeks. Then the second order was 50,000 bottles and that sold out in five weeks. Okay. We were in, so I went over, me, myself and I, over to Superdrug um, in the UK, pitched in the one hour tan to them. They didn't have any other one hour tan at all. No category. There was no express tan category at that time. We like I created a brand new little market and um, they took it. And then Boots Ireland, we were the first Irish brand actually to be listed in Boots in Boots Ireland. It's kind of crazy. Actually, we were the first Irish brand to be listed in Superdrug. Um, and then this year, Carter Beauty, my my makeup brand, became, or rather last year, because last year now, became the first Irish cosmetics brand to get a listing in 1700 Walmart stores across America. So, wow. yeah, it's been, it's been a wild journey. I mean, you know, over the past 10 years, when you, when you look back, at, at, you know, I'm sure there's been plenty of, of, of times when it didn't go according to plan, mm-hmm. but plenty of times where it did and it was right time, mm. right place, right time stuff. Yeah. I mean, let, let's talk, let's talk Kardashian. <laughs> I mean, really, how, how does that happen? I how know. do the most 
well-known women in the world and you kind of decide, okay, let's let's do something together here. Mm. How, how does that happen? It's pretty amazing. Isn't it? Isn't it though? I know. It's Huge. Only, it, 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 you know, I'm not, I am not easily starstruck and I am not phased by celebrity. I never have been. I've always just believed people are people. Yeah. You know, human beings and we're all the same. Doesn't matter what walk of life you come from. You're still a human being and, and, you know, treat everyone, everyone the same. So it's taken me a li- it's taken me a little while or in retrospect, I'm able to look back on mm. those, thi- on those situations, you know, meeting Kim Kardashian, having Kylie Jenner, you know, post about Coco Brown Tan. This is way before, you know, celebrities were you know advertising yeah tan you know all sorts of beauty products you know all the time it was it was actually to this day coco brown is is still the only tanning brand that kylie jenner has ever promoted the only one no other tanning brand uh you know she went she went on obviously to create her own cosmetics line afterwards so now obviously the only the only product beauty products she promotes are her own or her sister's but um that was yeah that how was absolutely that extraordinary like how how did that happen so it it's the sort of getting into the US market started when Coco Brown when we were the official sponsors for the tan at the Oscars yeah now i had seen the Saint-Tropez had been doing that for years um but there were no Irish, there were no Irish brands over there doing that. And I got an email from the organizer and I didn't, I don't even think I, I don't think I paid any attention to it, the, the first email. And then a second email came in. I thought, is this, is this for real? You know, am I trying to be, someone trying to scam me here? Yeah. Um, but then I Googled the company and the name and it seemed oh hold on a second this it these guys are legit yeah and um yeah they they you know it's just mad we went over myself and a gang a gang of my team we went over and we had you know there was Sandra Bullock in the lobby and Matthew McConaughey (laughs) in getting his spray tan (laughs) and actually I was very disappointed Oh, go on. Why? Because I had <laughs> the biggest celebrity crush on Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. But he had just done Dallas Buyers oh, Club. Oh, yeah. Bless. I know. An amazing, amazing movie. But oh, my goodness. What he did to himself yeah. physically. Physically. Yeah. So you saw him in that. I saw him in that. Right. Rather than the. And it ruined. How to, how to, how to lose a guy in 10. Okay. All future fantasies. Oh, really? Yeah. No more. Yeah. They say you should never meet. Yeah. No. Don't. No. You should never. You shouldn't actually ever meet your, you know. People you want to write. Yeah. <laughs> Sheila. I said it. Um, yeah. Okay. So, so it started there. Right, and, okay. and, and I ended up at, uh, was it? I went to two big events. I went to Elton John's Oscar party um, where... Who was there? Everyone. Everyone. Brit- Britney Spears was there. The Kardashians were there. I was sitting next to Brad Pitt's agent. Right. 
and he said to me oh are you are you attending the I think it was it was a Bill Clinton Hillary Clinton uh, fundraiser the following evening that apparently everyone else at this table was going to and I said oh no 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 and he said well would you like to attend with my wife and I and I said absolutely I'll keep her in town for the rest of her life (laughs) and so I attended that and I you know just stayed in contact with quite a few you know people in LA and I um, made contact with a lady who was spray tanning Kylie Jenner and all the all the Kardashians at the time yeah yeah she was their their number one go-to um for spray tanning and I started supplying her with okay. cocoa bread very good yeah so I was sending her over liters and liters yeah of cocoa brown spray tan and this went on for about seven eight months right and I and I knew I was like this you know she's gonna she's it's gonna happen one of the Kardashians they are going to you know they're gonna thank us they're gonna thank Coco Brown for all this tan we're giving them um and I just didn't know when it was going to happen. But you knew it was going to happen. But I knew it was going to happen. I yeah. just, you know, there was no guarantee. There was no guarantee. Yeah. But I just, I just knew it's going to happen. It's yeah. it. They're they're going to do it. And um, and then Kylie put it up on her on her Instagram and. Um, I was putting my little fella, Charlie, I was putting him to bed. I think he was three at the time. Mm. And uh, my phone just, oh my gosh. Exploded. Exploded. Yeah. It was actually quite overwhelming. I did turn my phone off, I think, for about three days um, mm. after it happened because, you know, I'd, I, uh, the brand, but also me personally, I had never had that many people trying to get in contact with me mm. at one time. Everybody wants Literally yeah. everyone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone. But it was wild. And that changed Coco Brown's trajectory. Massively. Hugely. Yeah. yeah. Massively. We were then able to get meetings with retailers in the US that would never have given us the time of day. Um yeah. yeah, if that hadn't if that hadn't happened, and and then afterwards, of course, then you know we got Chris Jenner's email address, and then we were you know working with their makeup artists and and yeah. um, getting getting our all of our products yeah into their hands. So after that, we worked with Kim Kardashian and um, her makeup artist Mario to sponsor some of the masterclasses that they were doing, and um, I met her in New York. Mm. Um, I've seen those fab photos. It Come was, on, tell me. It was fab. Oh, she's ridiculously beautiful. <laughs> oh, sickeningly so. Yeah. No, she's gorgeous. She's absolutely tiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, absolutely tiny. Yeah. And minuscule and just beautiful, really now. Gorgeous. And as I suppose personality wise, is it exactly what we what we see? Or? I don't I mean, I don't think I don't think uh, you know celebrities of, of that level who you know who is their guard ever down yeah. probably not yeah, no. yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know 
Yeah. Yeah. I get you. But, I, I, you know, I, I can only begin to imagine, you know, standing beside her, somebody who I suppose is she's become such an icon mm. and almost almost not real. Yeah. In the sense that dehumanized. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. But then that she's standing in front celebrity. of you. It must be yeah. kind of it must be really strange. Yeah. It's it's the only time I've ever, ever been truly starstruck. Yeah. 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 But you know what? We're still human. Yeah. You know? You got to just remind yourself of that. And, and you know what? You have to remind yourself of that when you are, you know, in business, if you're meeting a big retailer or you're meeting an investor or you're meeting, you know, somebody that you are naturally going to feel a little bit intimidated mm, or, mm. or um, you know, afraid of, of meeting them. You kind of do just have to remind yourself at the end of the day, they're human. Yeah. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Have to get 30, 30, bet you get 30, bet you get 20, 20, 20, bet you get 20, 20, bet you get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. And I'm just thinking at the beginning of Coco Brown. So at the beginning of Coco Brown, you have a small baby. And then yeah. like three years later, number two arrives. So you're mm. you're managing being a, a mom to very young kids mm. and running a really successful and very demanding business. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot going on. Yeah. And a lot of travel. For me, the travel has and always will be the hardest part mm. because I really don't enjoy getting on airplanes. Um it gives me a lot of anxiety and I really don't enjoy leaving the children. Yeah. It, uh, you know, I have, I find it very, very difficult. I'm actually, I'm getting on a plane and I'm leaving the kids for the first time in three years. Really? Yeah, I'm leaving them. Now they're being minded by their granny. Nana Didi is going to, is going to come and mind them. Um, but I, I, yeah, I do find that very stressful, irrationally so, you know, I, I probably need therapy actually to, to deal with my fear of leaving the, the children at home. It, it's okay. It's bad. Is it, is, yeah. it, is it mammy guilt? Yeah, I, it's a bit of mammy guilt, but it's, 
it just doesn't feel you know it doesn't it almost just doesn't feel rational okay you know it's it's a it's panic and, okay. and fear and and also it's horrible okay, but I'm doing it and you know what I think I've had to accept that you can feel afraid you can feel fear you can actually feel panic and you can feel anxiety and you can feel all of those things and then you can still do it mm, mm. you can still get on the plane and you can still go do what you need to do yeah. so um, I'm getting on a plane next week and I'm going to Istanbul to find and try and source a manufacturer a cosmetic manufacturer um, on this side of the world because it's you know it's I don't I really don't want to have to be going east for manufacturing it's, it's too far yeah you know, okay. the travel is is too much so if I can find a manufacturer closer to home that would be fabulous. And this is for the co- your cosmetics This is for Cars or Beauty, yeah, Cars for Beauty. cosmetics, yeah. Coco Brown is made in the UK, which obviously with Brexit now, that has its own, that's its own nightmare. But yeah, um, yeah still a lot easier than, than, than East, yeah, mm. China and Korea. So the pandemic, it changed all our lives so hugely. And while things are, are in, a, in a sense, there's an, an element of back to normal, things have changed. And I actually think, a lot of things have changed for the better. Mm. You know, I mean, you, we were only mentioning, we were voice noting each other back and forth and you were saying, you know, the meetings before where you would have had to get on a plane and yeah. travel halfway across the world to have. Now, luckily, it's opened up to Zoom meetings and it's actually far more, we're far more efficient, I think, yeah. with our time. And it's more conducive to those of us who want to spend time with uh, family members or whatever it might be. So it has its pluses, I would yeah. imagine, for you. It really does. I mean, during the pandemic and the lockdowns, I spent, and actually even now, because I'm still working from home, um, I spent every single lunch break out in the garden. Mm. And it is incredible. The amount of work that you can get done and the change that you can you, yeah, just what you can get done in the garden in an hour a day <laughs> is incredible. Um, and I've, I've really, really enjoyed every minute that I have spent out with the plants in yeah. the garden. Yeah, oh, I, could, I, could, I could easily now, happily just spend all of my time in the garden. All of it. Once the kids were there with me. Mm. But uh, yeah, no, I, I love it. I love plants. Is gardening like a meditation for you? It is. Yeah. 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 Big time. And um, I mean, I joke and say that the boot of my car at this stage probably needs to be weeded. And <laughs> um, there's so much soil in it. <laughs> um, but what it has get you know what what gardening has done for my mind for my well-being you know everything even physically you know yeah it's just it's been such a sanctuary and an escape and when times are really when times have been really stressful or really upsetting or mm. you know just at, at very very low periods in the last couple of years the garden has been a respite and it's been somewhere where I can just retreat to and uh, not think about work mm. 
and just go out there switch with the off. kids and completely switch off. Mm. Yeah. And um, we need that, don't we? We do. Yeah. Like you've meant you've touched on it there. So we, I suppose we have to kind of mention it because um, some time ago you did speak on your own Instagram page in in a very emotional way. Yeah. Um, and I, I completely appreciate that there's a lot you cannot speak about. Yeah. For legal reasons. Um, but for those who perhaps are hearing about it for the first time, mm-hmm. in a nutshell, there is a period of of change, of uncertainty conflict. going on. Conflict. That's mm-hmm. the word. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, and this I, is with the Coco Brown brand. Yes, Coco Brown brand. So I have two brands. One is Coco Brown, which is fake tan. And one is Carter Beauty, which is cosmetics. And for one of those businesses, Coco Brown, I have investors. And in the last couple of years, the relationship has broken down and there is conflict. And I slash we are trying to resolve it in a way that it is the best outcome for Coco Brown by Marissa Carter <laughs> for Coco Brown, yeah. the brand. Um, and, you know, I see myself like Coco Brown is my baby. Well, it wouldn't exist without you. Well, exactly. <laughs> so, so. Um, you know, and it's become, you know, it's become so much of my identity is, is wrapped up in, in, you know, Coco Brown and, and, the work and the sacrifice and the blood, sweat and tears that went into building Coco Brown into the brand that it is today. And, you know, if I if I can tell you a story, mm. very short one, but I was in Hickey's a couple of years ago and um, a woman came up to me and she said, young woman, she came up to me and she said, oh, are you, are you, are you Marissa? And I went, yeah, Marissa Coco Brown. And she went, oh, no, no, Marissa, Colleen Carter's sister. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she put manners on me. She knew my sister. (laughs) But straight away in my head, you know, if someone says to me, are you? Yeah. I'm automatically thinking, yeah. I'm Marissa Coco Brown. Yeah, I'm Marissa. Yeah, the pink bottle, the yeah, tan. It's yeah. so wrapped up in your identity. It's so, such a huge part yeah, of my identity, yeah. of who I am. But yeah, I, I, you know, I, and I that's remind myself. must be so difficult then. Yeah. And it, mm. it, you know, I was talking to my husband about it, Ronan there um, last night saying, oh, you know, I'm doing my first interview in, in three years and I'm really nervous. Yeah, and, yeah. and uh, you know, I don't know what I can say and what I can't say. And he he just said to me, you know, just be honest. You're human and it's upsetting and it's traumatic and it's, you know, it's been awful. There have been some really, really hard days. And and just just be honest about that. And, and you know, and people will understand, like no one's going to expect you to go on there and, and be like, oh, yeah, everything's great. And it's all fabulous. And yeah. You know, it's been, oh, it's been the hardest couple of years of my life trying to, trying to find a resolution and come out the other side of it and, and, you know, have my dignity intact and have my, my confidence 
intact and my my identity have all of those things and you know I do feel that there's I do feel that there you know that it's not it's not just me that I would be letting down if I don't you know come out of this on top yeah that there is other people that are in you know they're they they see what I've what Coco Brown Coco Brown means something to yeah. a lot of people I I think and and they tell me that you know that mm. they've they've used it since they were 13 and they you know they they know the story they know how it started they they've been there the whole time it's their go-to tan and it represents something yeah. to people and I think what it represents is it it represents you know what she's not that great if she can do it I can do it you know what I mean I, Marissa Carter is not some genius not some genius she's not some you know she didn't come from loads of money and you know what I, I know mean what like saying. they just think yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know I what? can do it too. Yeah, I, yeah. I can do it too. You don't you don't have to be Yeah, it's so much more than just a fake tan. Yeah. I suppose what it stands yeah. for. Yeah. Yeah. So I re- you know, I don't know what the future holds. I don't know. Mm. There are no guarantees. There's no there's just no guarantees that everything's going to be okay. But again, I do, I still have that mindset. I'm still that Egypt going into her driving test, you know, on, <laughs> for the third time thinking, oh yeah, I'm definitely going to get it this time. You know, but I do have that mindset of it, things will work out. What did your mom say to you again? You're well able. Well able. You are well able. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. she says to me. Yeah. You know? She still says that to me. Great. You know, when when you were talking about having to turn the phone off when, you know, Kylie Jenner, um, you know, posted about Coco Brown and what a massive moment that was for the brand and how I suppose in in this line of work in the media business, you know, there's an element of everyone wants you when everything's going well. (laughs) And then sometimes it's like tumbleweeds. Yeah. Because we all go through it's life. Yeah. You can't always be at a high. Yeah. No. It's not possible to sustain that all the time. It's also it wouldn't really be good for anybody to probably operate on that high level no. all the time. But has that been strange as well, where, as you said, perhaps this is the first interview, proper sit down interview in three years. I'm sure it's had its perks not to have had that <laughs> kind of media spotlight. Mm-hmm. But has it been strange? It has been strange, but it has mostly been, mostly I say, mostly, absolutely bloody feckin' fabulous. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I, I'm on the, Sheila, I am on, I am the class rep for the Parents Association in, <laughs> like for my kids, for my kids. I mean, yeah, I mm. just, you know. I, I, I am a granny at heart. Like, you know, I love being home. Mm. I love not being on a plane. I love that I can do Zoom meetings instead of having to jump on a plane. And, you know, there, there is something lovely about just leading a, a 
you know, a, a simpler life, a simpler life. Mm. Yeah. You know, I, but, but that said, oh, I'm so ambitious, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so ambitious. I'm so driven. You know, I always want to be first. I always want to be the best. I, you know, I'm, I'm, there's a competitiveness in me that has always been in me that is that will be there forever and you, you, have you heard that saying that expression how you do anything is how you will do everything mm, yeah 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 and you know that I mean that's me whether I'm the class rep or whether I'm you're gonna give it your all yeah I'm gonna give it my all <laughs> yeah like the weeds are afraid of me yeah <laughs> So if you expect a lot of yourself, do you expect a lot of others as well? Yeah. Yeah. I have a very tight circle. Mm-hmm. Mm. A very, very tight circle of friends. I've, um, you know, a couple of friends that I've made, say, in the last 10, 15 years. And then I have four girlfriends that have been my best friends since I was four years old. Mm. And they, they know you. And they know me. Inside out. Inside out. Yeah. Yeah, okay. inside out. And and I I do, I think we all do have, have high expectations of each other. You know, we trust each other mm. um, with our lives, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's Absolute. important to have It is. Yeah, it's important to have those relationships. And I think even more so now, you know, where, so I think social media has made, you know, you meet a lot of people. You can make, you know, you can make some, you can meet some really fabulous people actually um, on social media. But um, if one thing taking a break, say every now and then from social media has taught me is um, which relationships are transactional mm-hmm. and which are true connections. Yes. You know, absolutely. and that's important be- because, you know, who, who wants, do I, who wants a relate, who wants a relationship with anyone? You know, I don't want a friendship that's, purely transactional mm-hmm. you know oh well the only requisite I have for you to be my very good friend is that you have the same amount of followers as, as me on mm. Instagram or that you are very popular right now or you're you know the next new hot thing in the industry so let's be friends yeah you know I, yeah. I I've never been very good at um maintaining um uh, bonds that aren't Mm. you know so I you like do the small talk the frivolous stuff yeah I mean for work I will but I, I if yeah. I if I'm friends with you I want to re- I want to be a real friend to you I want you to know that you can trust me mm. with anything I want you to know that I'll be there for you no matter what you know I'll be the the middle of the night shovel friend mm-hmm. um so I don't I, I just I suppose I don't have don't want to have loads of friends I'm really very very happy just having my tight circle and then lots and lots of people around me who are mad about plants (laughs) yeah I'm telling you Sheila if you want new friends get yourself into gardening because plant people I thought dog people you see were the best people in the world yeah because you know cherry is my little Bijan Freeze is 13. Yeah. She's, uh, you know, she's just the most fabulous thing to walk this earth. Yeah. But 
I always thought, you know what? Dog people really are amazing. Mm. Get talking to someone who loves dogs as much as you. Poof. You know, that's that's a connection. Yeah. But plant people are mental. Whole other level. In a really good way. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely batshit crazy. <laughs> and come here. Do you do you give the full Latin term? Oh, or, yeah. Oh, do you go all in? Oh, all in. All in, <laughs> Sheila. All in. Totally. Yeah. And I've made so many amazing connections. I went to Kerry last year um, with a pack of strangers uh, down to a, a garden festival that Dermot Gavin was running. And, um, you know, there was a Mad Hatter tea party and there was just all sorts of shenanigans going on. And it was well, the time of my life. And I was, I'd say I was the youngest person there by at least a decade. Ah, oh, class. But it was amazing. And was it the pandemic that allowed you to indulge in your passion? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that yeah. great? It was. It was amazing. How have you changed or have you changed, do you think, from that, you know, the young Marissa who did her first beauty course to now? Oh, um, I'm still as ambitious. I'm still as optimistic and, you know, somewhat. Confident. Oh, I'm still as confident. Yeah. Um, but my priorities are, are you know, when, when you have kids, you it just, you think, oh no, nothing's going to change. I'm just, the kids are just going to, you know, come on the ride with me. Absolutely not. That's not how it works. Mm. No matter what, your kids are number one. You know, they're your priority. And as they get older, they start to really need you more. And they, mm. they've got questions that they need answers to. They've got homework. Oh, so, by the way, did you know you when you finish school, you're not really finished school because if you have kids, you have to go through it all over again and you have to do all that homework all over again. So I am now in fifth class yeah. and first class all over again. And I'm doing geography as badly now as I did then. <laughs> yeah. Horrendous, but uh, but yeah, no. You're to answer your question, how am I different? I'm different in that I suppose success to me means something different now. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you'd asked me what what does success look like, if you asked me that before I had kids, I would have said, what does success like? Oh, a big mansion, and you know, being able to go on holidays x amount of times per year, and you know. Mm-hmm. be able to travel the world and all of those lovely, you know, glamorous things. Mm. And, uh, ha- you know, have a blow dry every day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, now success to me is that my kids are content. They're happy. They're confident. They feel safe. They're secure. They're healthy. Yeah, I'm healthy. You know, the people I love are healthy. There's a lot of healthy in there, isn't there? Well, but, it, but but that's it, isn't it? But yeah, and it oh, does that sound trite though? Probably no, it doesn't. Does. No, it doesn't. I get it. I get it completely. And yeah. it, it is what matters because, you know, a lot of people, particularly those who work for themselves, whether you're an entrepreneur or you're self-employed, you can have periods where there's money in the bank and yeah. the periods where you're absolutely smashed. Yeah. And you know, all you ever want is is this really when you've experienced both ends of that. Yeah is you're just craving for the 
nice a nice life yeah. just simple stuff and for those as you said people you love to be healthy and well and and not be troubled yeah not be troubled yeah um and as you said like your your mental health has probably felt under pressure at different points in your career because yeah. of different things that have happened and even in terms of great stuff that's happened mm. there would be a price to pay probably with you know the highs of the Oscars, the Kardashians, the Jenners, there's a high with that, but there's also then probably on the other side, you were being torn because, you know, there was probably half of you that wanted to be somewhere else. When I was over at the Oscars the first time, I got a phone call from my husband that he was in Crumlin Children's Hospital um, with Isabel. She had got her hand stuck to the radiator in the kitchen and she had a burn on her her. hand yeah Yeah. and then when I was there the following year she put a bit of like a bit of an old Christmas decoration in her ear oh god and he was in he was in the hospital with her with her then so you know both both times she was okay yeah you know wasn't anything life-threatening but both times that I was over at the Oscars, my yeah. little girl was in hospital. Yes, yeah, so you don't want to be getting those calls no. like when you're in another country. No, definitely not. But but yeah, like they're the I suppose they're the little things that yeah. that can be going on in the background. Of course, that you just yeah. you know you just don't know. And I saw I saw something really funny there the other day, Sheila. It was um it was a meme or a mem, whatever you call it, on Instagram, and it was like, you know. I'm jealous of my own life. I'm jealous of myself on Instagram. Yeah. You know, you yeah, see all yeah, the photos yeah. of the smiling and the the having a great time and, you know, having a hoolie doing this, that or whatever else. You know, you look at me and think, Jesus, that person is living the life. Yeah. You know, it could be you. You could be looking at your own bloody Instagram and think and thinking that. We've no idea what's going on really no. behind it all. And I mean, I suppose you're an example of that where you, you, your, your content is brilliant on Instagram. You're really funny. You do yeah. a lot of reels, but then, you know, when you, when you spoke on your, on your, on your page so openly and so yeah. honestly, no, like I didn't have a clue what was going no. on. So again, as you said, you know, a smile and a funny and a funny reel can hide a lot of, of the real stuff that's kind of bubbling under the surface as well. But look, it's been amazing to talk to you and to see you. you. I really hope that there is a resolution mm. and that it's one that, you know, you're happy with. Yeah. Um, Because I think you were saying it's November is the official 10 year anniversary yeah. of the brand. Yeah. Coco Brown. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's fabulous. God, what a, it's gone by in a flash though, has I it? I know. Yeah, yeah, it has. It has. I mean, yeah, my it, my career feels like it's gone by in a flash. But I tell you, I can't believe the kids are They're They're just, you know, my eldest is 10. Yeah, I'm just look, you know, earlier I was telling you my daughter was four. She's seven. <laughs> you know, I just don't want them to get any older. And I, ha- you know, I have um, I have a young uh, goddaughter who's two and a nephew who is four and even just seeing them they're only you know they're not too much younger than my my two but I see them every week and I'm like oh they're so cute and they're so young and oh I miss that baby's face and you know 
oh, just I miss them being so young. I don't want them to grow up. I want time to just stand still and let them stay babies forever. But mm. I know. But you're enjoying can't. it and you're drinking it up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I, I, I really am. I mean, th- there's definitely I feel, you know, I'm 39 now and I do kind of feel, oh, gee. You know, you you start to get a little bit panicky and you think, okay, okay, you know, there's time is ticking away and uh, you're thinking to yourself, wow, you know, if, 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 if I was, if we were, if there was another little, you know, baby on the, you know, how amazing would that be? And, oh, it'd be just so lovely. But, you know, my husband, his favorite way of, you know, his He's very romantic and he might say to me, <laughs> any chance of a booby? <laughs> and I'll just look at him and say, any chance of a baby? <laughs> and that's it. That's the end of it. There's nothing going to happen. There is absolutely <laughs> no action because he's like, absolutely not. We are, you know, our lives are full. Um, and I do, I do actually, I do, I do agree with them. Really, I do think, you know, I'm so happy and blessed. Um, I'm so content. I love, you know, I, I, I do love having my boy and my girl. Yeah. And I know we haven't even spoken about it. We won't go into it now because we're wrapping up the conversation. But even before, you know, you guys conceived Charlie, you spoke very openly about your struggles. Yeah. And having had... Was it three miscarriages? Three miscarriages, yeah. yeah. And thank you, by the way, yeah. for speaking so openly about it, because I think it helped me. It helped a lot of people oh, kind of um, realize that when I went through my two, that, it, you know, you're not on your own. And it does help when people open up the conversation. Yeah. So I really did appreciate oh. you being so honest. Um, I know you're 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 kind of you're living the dream, really, because you know what's important. You know, you, you, you know, your life with your kids, your hobby, your brilliant career your love of plants. <laughs> um, but is there a new dream on top of what you've already done? Is there Are there new avenues to be explored? Is there more um, expansion to be, you know, expanded upon as it were? Oh my gosh. Always? Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm very creative. And honestly, I really am just at my happiest when I'm creating product. Mm. You know, do I think... Does it matter if I am creating a container plant pot or if I'm creating a new eyeshadow palette or a new tanning formula or a new... Who knows? I I really don't know. I just know that I'm happiest when I'm creating and, and making things and just sort of... Yeah, creating anything beautiful. So who knows? I, I don't know. I kind of... Do you know what? One side of me thinks I don't want to ruin... I don't want to ruin an obsession by turning it into a profession. Okay. Okay. You know, I saw Brad Pitt bring out, you know, a skincare line and I'm so cynical and skeptical about it. I was thinking, oh my God, you know, would that guy not stay in his own lane? (laughs) Um, And, you know, there is an element, there is an element of me that just thinks, do you know what? Just stay in your own lane now, Carter. Stay in the beauty industry little yeah. bit of that um, going on in the background. But who knows? Who knows? Who Actually, knows? look, you never know. Never know. What's around the corner. Yeah. Thank you. This has been a gem of a conversation. And uh, yeah, I know there's a million stories you could have told, but we can't be here all day. So we have to wrap it up. Thanks a million for your time. Thank you. 
Next week, I chat to sex educator, the wonderful Jenny Keane. And if you enjoyed this episode with Marissa, please share it with friends, family or on social media. And you can support what I do in all the usual ways by clicking follow, giving a rating or leaving a little comment. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Ready To Be Real. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.